Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit. I am your host, D. Carrie, and um, I am actually doing a remote episode. So if you are watching the episode, you're also watching me hold my cell phone, and that's because I want you guys to get the best um, audio. So visually, bear with me, but hopefully audio-wise, uh, you guys are getting, um, you know, better content. Well, as best I can offer you from outside the studio. So you may be able to hear the ocean in the background, and you may be able to hear the crickets and cicadas make noise at night i think i don't know but you might be able to hear the the bugs in the back i am currently in guadalupe i'm staying in i believe it's pronounced ne um le mule le mole i don't know i don't speak any fucking french i can barely say hi and bye um i learned that boulangerie means bakery um, I think that they call like their bacon saltfish out here, um, batik, bakti, something like that. I know if I see it again, I'll recognize it and I'll recognize that that's what I would be ordering. Um, I got out here, what was it? Yesterday. Yep. Yesterday. I left Sunday, Sunday night. And um, first of all, let me say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Um, I believe her name is Gianna, Gigi. Um, I was packing when I um, saw the news. I can't imagine how um, his wife, Vanessa, feels. My heart is with her and the rest of his girls and the rest of his family. And I just pray that they are able to, you know, find comfort in whatever it is they're able to find comfort in, whether it be family, their religion. I, I don't know. Everyone's got their thing, but I just pray their, their peace. Um, and also, a rest in peace to a friend of mine. Her godfather just passed away either yesterday evening or this evening. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that he just had an incredible um, weekend. And um, I was actually in the room with him during that weekend. And I I didn't even know because I was like at the beginning of getting sick. Um, I was just unfocused on other people except for the friends that I immediately had celebrating in the room. But all that being said, um, you know, uh, rest in peace to him and to my friend Regina and her family, you know, um, my condolences. um, I'll definitely speak to you soon. Um, I just found out about your godfather's passing before I recorded the episode. So I haven't called you yet because the last thing I wanted to do is be emotional after being on the phone with you and record the episode. But that's an aside. Back to um, Guadalupe. So I packed on Sunday, had a 7.30 flight. As of February 1st, you guys are able to fly direct via JetBlue from JFK to Guadalupe. Um, It is an island in the French Caribbean. So I learned today from the host of my excursion 
that citizens of Guadeloupe are basically French citizens. They have a French passport. Um, there's no Guadeloupe passport. Um, you, y'all are just French out here. Um, and we had really great conversation actually, um, about how the French government kind of, how do you put it? They're kind of, it, it seems as if they're intentionally, they're very intentional about the way they, um, maybe formulate or structure the way some things are taken care of here, um, in this territory, just, uh, I guess for, you know, selfish or capitalistic and ethnocentric, um, reasons, but that's another aside. Um, so let me take a step back and go to last week. I was over, 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 excuse me, y'all. What a bitch been out all day. Um, and I'll get to that soon. Exciting news. Um, I've got a unicorn bite. I've got a mosquito bite right here in the the center of my forehead. It li- lines up directly with my nose. And I think it's like the exact midpoint between both ends of my forehead. I don't have a very small forehead, but I, and I don't have a very large forehead, but... Yeah, mosquito bite right in the center. Not pleased about that. Mosquitoes know I'm here. They got me about uh, three, four times already. Um, But rambling. I was over, over planning for the trip. I booked my flight. um, I want to say it was January 8th, beginning of January, only because I remember looking at an email that said um, that had that date on it. Um, booked the flight. I chose Guadalupe only because of the cost of the flight. It cost me $406 round trip. So my, uh, the way here, I flew Delta slash, uh, France Airways, Air, Air France, Air France, Air France. Um, the first flight was JFK to Miami and I stayed in Miami for nine fucking hours. So when I got, I fit, like I said to myself, when I get to Miami at, mind you, 11 p.m. midnight, it was between 11 and midnight. Um, I got to Miami and I said, well, it's too late to do anything. It's too late to enjoy my time out there. It's not like I would be arriving at 6 a.m. and be able to, or even shit, one o'clock in the afternoon, and be able to enjoy, you know, maybe like a nice dinner someplace or, you know, um, an event or something. And it's like, I'd been to Miami once before and I didn't, uh, particularly enjoy, um, my time. I enjoyed the company I had out there, but it wasn't like, um, you know, the best time. And we went during carnival, but I'm American. So there's, but so much, um, that I really want to listen to uh, Caribbean music. And it was just like a whole, what were we there? Maybe three, four days of it was just too much for me. So, um, yeah, I didn't anticipate getting a room or any kind of space while I was in Miami. I was actually hoping to utilize the Delta Sky Lounge. So, that wasn't an option. When I arrived, I discovered that it was closed. Uh, 
So, and they didn't open again till 5 a.m. My flight took off, I want to say, from Miami, 8, 8.30. So I had anticipated leaving the, the lounge at like 7 o'clock. Um, yeah, so it didn't make sense to... Now, I would have been able to pay like $30 to... Um, you know, utilize the lounge space, but it wasn't, it wasn't worth it to pay $30 for two hours, especially after I'd spent, um, the night just sitting in, you know, uh, like the check-in area. There's a, there's always chairs and stuff there. But, um, so that's to say I sat in the airport and I popped in my AirPods and all I did was listen to, uh, listen to, I watched, um, my show. I'm watching the originals. So I just, you know, sat for hours, watched that. Um, I bought a sandwich before I left. Now, when I tell you guys, I am over airports, I am over airports. I was on the phone with one of my friends and I was telling him, I was just like, yo, this shit blows. Like there's nothing exciting. He was asking, are you excited about your trip? And I'm like, at, at this point, no, because there's nothing really um, fun about airports, especially not for me. Um I don't at all enjoy them. And I think that that's one of the things that um, might kind of get overlooked. Maybe it's just the ones that I'm seeing, but I feel like that's one of those things that's a little overlooked by um, the travel space, if you will, is how trash the actual commuting part of travel is. So travel is all fun and glamorous and exciting. And it's like, oh, wow, how far did you go? You got to go where for what price? That's incredible. Oh, I can do that too. Yeah, you can. But keep in mind that a lot of times that budget travel life includes a couple of layovers. It includes, you know, um, maybe sleeping in an airport. It includes a lot of things that aren't always like at the top of your list of fun things to do. So keep that in mind, folks. Um, so I arrived in Miami between 11 and 12. I plopped down in a seat, watched some TV. Um, and my flight out of after Miami, there was another. And I mind you, I wasn't even able I couldn't check into my flight prior. I had this whole clusterfuck of uh, um, issue. I spent like an hour on the phone with customer service trying to check in, like update like my passenger information, like my uh, known traveler number for pre-check, my uh, Delta. My It was, y'all, it was just a pain in the fucking ass doing all of that shit for me to still have to go to the desk and check in that way. So old fashioned check in. Um, that was smooth. But I also could not check into my second flight with um, Air France because they didn't have a kiosk. So I had to wait until the counter opened up. So counter opens, I check in. And the only benefit to doing it with a person is that when I called the first time, the agent was kind enough to just take a pause. Like, you know what? Let me just, let me assign you a seat. Let me get you a seat. So I asked her for a window seat and she acquiesced and took care of that for me. When I was checking in to the second leg while I was in Miami, um, oh, uh, the reason why I didn't get a room while I was in Miami, because I found like a couple of hostels for like really cheap hostels where I found one for like nine dollars, another one for like fifteen dollars. 
Y'all, the fucking Uber from where I was, like from the airport to the hostel, maybe four miles away, six miles. Nothing was further than 12 miles. Okay. That's a 30 minute drive max, max, max. Like, um, like I'm trying to, I I don't remember what it was, but y'all, it shouldn't have been as much as it was $40 one way. Now, mind you, it's 11 o'clock on a Sunday night in Miami. So I get it. But there's no way I was spending $80 in Ubers just to sleep in a bed where, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where, count your coins, is it worth it to you? And I'm fucking glad that I didn't because I lived through it. Slept in the airport, um, finally found like a Dunkin' Donuts, got some tea um, because I started getting sick. So that also had me like in a really shit mood is that um, I tried so hard to avoid sick people. I'm also one of those people that my mom raised me where I don't touch shit. I don't put my hands in my face. I don't put my hands in my mouth or my eyes. None of that shit. Like I'm very proactive on ill germs are bad. So, you know, you take the proper precautions. A bitch still got sick right before my trip. So, and I gotten sick once when I was like 16 on my way from Disney World. And when I tell you that ended up being the worst ear infection I'd ever had in my life, I never... Uh, want to experience that again, nor do I wish that on someone that I like. Someone I don't like, fuck you. Maybe I don't care if you have an ear infection on an airplane, but that's something I never want to go through again. It was miserable, like excruciating pain. Um, so yeah, that's what my big fear is when flying, when you're um, under the weather or don't feel sick, especially when it's something like a cold that might actually be like an upper respiratory infection or like a head cold or some shit like that really be careful with that guys. So I was like loading up on like emergency and everything beforehand. So I was just like over it. So one of the things, like I said, that gets kind of swept under the rug or I don't really see mentioned a lot is just how much of a hassle the planning is and the, um, the getting to your destination. This is another reason why I don't plan trips for other people. I'm going to repeat that. I don't plan trips for other people because it is a burden to me. I don't enjoy a lot of it. Now, it tends to be a little bit exciting when you're looking at all the things to do and you're thinking about the fun you're going to have. Woo woo. That can be exciting sometimes. But when it really comes down to like crunch time, it like when there's so, so many, you know, choices, like I tend to be an overanalyzer. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick the wrong place. I'm not familiar with this area. What about this community? What about that community? So it can be very stressful for me. This is why I only put myself through this stress for myself. Um, Yeah. And of course, like if my grandma needs something, I'm going to help my grandma or like, you know, my dad, my immediate family. Like if one of y'all needs something, I would never tell my grandma, no, I'm not going to help you. I would never tell, you know, my brother, nah, bruh, fuck you. Nigga, you on your own. So within reason, y'all, but no, I'm not planning your trip for you. Um, The most I will do is direct you to a podcast episode where you can get information on how to do that yourself. Or you can just, you know, ask me for some tips. I got you. But that whole planning for people, fuck you. Love you, but fuck you. I'm not doing it. Um, So I was totally over getting there. And... Then I ended up, the good news that I got while I was commuting, um, when I was leaving Miami, the agent 
told me because I was asking her about the second half. So I flew from Miami to Haiti and then from Haiti to um, Guadalupe. Now, Haiti, excuse me, the layover there was slotted for like 50 minutes or something. So I'm like, shit, all right, so I got to leave this gate, find the other gate, blah, blah, blah. And when I'm checking into Miami, I was asking her, oh, so, and that was another weird thing. When I checked into the first flight, I wasn't able to check in. Like I didn't get the uh, boarding pass for the second flight. And it should have been like a red flag that I should have asked about it at the first desk. But I didn't I didn't think about it at the time. Um, usually when I have a long layover, I am able, I guess it's the amount of time between the layovers. Maybe that's it. I don't know. So that's one thing to consider that the time in between your layovers may not um, allow you to end up with both boarding passes. That's probably just something I don't really pay too much attention to. But anyway, so that to say, oh, you know why? Because generally the one layover that I have is the one that I extend. Like if I were, I would have preferred to have a longer layover in Haiti, but I'll have a lot of friends that have friends and family over there that are continuously saying now is really not the best time to go over there. There's a lot of political unrest. And um, I think what my thing with political unrest is, especially in countries where I look like the people, I feel like it's it would be easier for me to get caught up in some shit. If someone's just looking at me, they may not be able to distinguish me as a tourist or not. I don't know. That's just the, the thought process in my head. Like if I'm in Paris, granted, you know, they're black Parisians, but it's different than being in um, Haiti, where if I don't say anything, if someone's just looking at me in a group of people, they wouldn't, you know, it's not like I'm in Turkey, I'm going to stand out as a black woman. It's not like I'm in Kyrgyzstan, um, I'm going to stand out as a black person. You know what I mean? Shit like that, where where I'm more Readily able to blend in is where it gives me a little bit of pause of going to countries that may have stuff going on. Um, but so I have to say, I would have preferred to have at least a couple of hours in Haiti to do one thing, come back, be on my way, right? But no, wasn't the case. That I actually did not even have to deboard the plane. So the host was, the gate agent was telling me um, the reason I didn't get a second boarding pass for that is because you don't have to go anywhere. So you land in Haiti, you sit there and, you know, people that are getting off in Haiti, they get off and people that are going on to another location, you, you stay. And, um, that was such good news because when I tell y'all, it was just like (sighs) the idea of having to get up, move, drag my shit to another plane was just, it's too much. It's too much. I just didn't really, I really didn't want to be bothered. So that was a welcome um, change. My mom was saying that they, she used to work for uh, this airline called People Express when she was a flight attendant. Definitely holler at that um, All My Mama episode. My mom was talking about her travel experiences. Um, that they used to do that on People, uh, People Express. Or Air People Express? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was called People Express. Anyway, it's kind of like the bus. You know, when it's your, at your stop, you get off, right? So... That was interesting. Finally arrived at Guadalupe. Y'all, taxis, wild expensive. Wild expensive. I want to say it took 30 minutes for me to get from the airport to 
my Airbnb, which was a little difficult to find only because my driver didn't speak English. Um, thankfully, my incredible host. Oh, I'm going to fuck it up. It's her name is Eurydice, but she explained like she told me how to pronounce it in French. Eurydice? I don't know. French ain't my thing. Um, but she's so bomb. And she um, called me at the perfect time to, you know, I guess, check and see where I was or whatever. And I ended up giving her the phone to speak to the driver. And she kind of directed him through as to how to find um, the accommodation. But it cost me 60 euros. That is um, like $66 because it's like just round to like an extra every $10. um, Every 10 euros is round about $11. So for every 10 euros you're going to spend, add a dollar. So it costs about $66 to get to the um, Airbnb from the airport. And um, I ended up having to just go to the taxi stand and find a taxi. Um, My host was telling me about an app called Coco, which is kind of like an Uber. Unfortunately, that didn't work to my advantage. Even after I did walk to the next terminal to get Wi-Fi that was working, um, that didn't work. Um, Another thing, I just changed my cell provider. So um, y'all, Spectrum is T-rash in terms of their international options. When I was with AT&T, I was able to use my phone normal. Like I, I mentioned it before, I was a, I'm able to use my I was able to use my phone the same as I did at home. I just paid for um, the day pass. It was ten dollars a day. Not an option on Spectrum. They are charging upwards of like it said the agent told me it was like twenty five cents. But then it ended up they sent me a text message where it was like way less. It was like two cents or some shit like that. So I don't know. Um, I've just kept my shit on airplane mode. I had it on, um, using the local data. Like I was paying for my service, um, when I was leaving the airport because I needed to speak, you know, be accessible to the host, um, so that I could get, well, so that I'm glad I did because she was able to call. Um, what else? So got here. The Airbnb is beautiful. At some point, y'all, I will do a Airbnb tour of the place. Um, what I will say is, um, that it's beautiful. It's clean also like the place is clean, but I noticed on the second night there are roaches. So I will say, um, looks may be deceiving and mind you, I've seen two roaches. That's it. There was one oddly enough in the fucking freezer, which really grossed me out. Um, and then one, cause I'd put a beer in the freezer and also she keeps the bread in the freezer that she bought me. And she was also kind enough to ask me what I eat for breakfast. And I told her just eggs and toast and some coffee. And she makes sure that I had eggs, toast and coffee. Um, all that being said, well, bread for toast. And she, uh, got me a bottle of rum so that I can make a tea punch, which is the national drink. It's basically uh, Guadalupe white rum. You pour, you like squeeze a lime and add some sugar. And so I had one earlier when the Airbnb host, not host, but the excursion host, Benjamin, um, made some for me. But I'll explain who they are in a bit. 
Um, so yeah, when you're staying someplace, definitely, definitely make sure that you unpack everything, turn all your bags inside out, make sure that you're not bringing any, uh, stragglers along with you and then repack every, shake everything out, repack it. Um, I don't have roaches. I'm fortunate enough to live in an area. Now, mind you where I'm at now, the is, is an apartment complex. So as clean as she is whomever heard neighbors on either side or four houses down or six houses down. If somebody has it, it's very likely that, you know, it's going to spread. So I'm fortunate enough where I don't have that issue and I don't want to have that issue. So I have to go the extra mile to make sure I don't bring any of that shit back with me. So I will just leave you with that little tip that you should make sure that you're very um, cautious about the, um, like bring cleaning out your stuff before you pack and come home. Um, but I definitely wouldn't like not suggest staying here. Another thing that I would mention that I was not looking forward to. Um, well, I noticed like I often booked where, um, animals live on property, but not like this. So I'm basically fucking cat sitting for her neighbors. The fuck? Um, I guess they're very uh, communal. They are like cool peoples or whatever. And they, you know, they're, they've got a good relationship like that. There's a really cute boxer that I, um, you know, introduced myself to. I didn't see him today. Um, and there are also two cats. One's named Domino, the white cat. And then there's like a, I guess a black, not black, but like, are they considered tabby cats? I don't fucking know. But it's like dark colored. And I don't know that nigga name. And he got real comfortable. If you were watching my stories, like he was in my lap purring and I was petting him and we had a grand old time. Um, and so he was just like, um, I pet him like on his side or something. Then he did like the snip thing, but the same way my dog does it. Like when something hurts her, like if she's like sore on one side and you touch something that she like pulled or hurt herself on, she'll just kind of like, you know, cause she doesn't have a voice. So she'll just sniff at you to be like all right now stop but then let you keep petting her it's just like okay don't do that again so the cats weren't like you know malicious or vicious or anything like that i just don't particularly like cats because some niggas is all over everything they sit on your counters they're all through the kitchen and to me it's just gross so the apartment is great um i just don't want a bunch of questions so i'm trying to be as exhaustive with this little uh list um oh one thing i noticed that they bury their dead like they do in um new orleans like their cemeteries are all above ground and what's cool is that i guess their mausoleums or crypts um they're tiled which is interesting like it's tiles on the outside you know there's tiles on the structures um and What's another interesting thing is, I don't know if it was the same cemetery. I feel like it was, but the cemetery that I saw today was right next to what is considered like the slave market and slave prison. So, bruh, I'm just thinking of all the fucking energy there. Like, and people live there, like right near the slave uh, market. Like when you like exit, you're like, it's not a very distinctive exit. But, like, my driver knew, you know, the host knew where he was going. So it was kind of like, oh, wait, so this is residential. Like, oh, those are people's homes. Oh, it's basically, like, right 
on the property. So it's this time of night, I'm thinking of all the spirits and all the energy just a creeping on through. Um, but I booked through my fave Airbnb two excursions or experiences. One was Surf Gawa. And let me look it up. One was... On Airbnb, my trips contain island. It's specifically on Airbnb. It's island immersion, surf, guada, drop-in day. You basically um, create your own itinerary. So my host, my hosts were Katya and um, Benjamin, and they were wild cool y'all like we had an incredible day and as per my preference I was the only person on the trip they I paid extra for them to come pick me up and it was a extremely extremely reasonable price I was really pleased and as you will know I'm a fan of that the diaspora across the globe so of course I wanted to explore the um slave history on the island and it is quite a um how can I put it? It's an, ex- I don't want to say exhaustive, but there, there's a lot of slave history here in Guadalupe. And um, I will say that my hosts were knowledgeable. And I'd say like on a scale of one to five, five being I wrote the textbook, one being I can't read the textbook. They were like, a 3.7. Um, Benjamin did a really great job of making sure that he took notes. He had information. So it was um, way more than I knew about it. But he And they're a white couple. They're husband and wife. And they're white. And it was refreshing to um, be with... Now, mind you, I would have, of course, preferred doing, you know, a slave excursion or a slave experience with black people. But, um, you know, they... Benjamin did a great job of making sure that he had, you know, answers for all the questions that I asked. And um, he came with tons of information. Um, so my man was on his he was on his game. He he did a really great job. Um, and we they Katya did a really great itinerary for me. Um, we did plant it. Now, what was unfortunate is there is a plantation house that was actually built in two pieces in France back in the 1800s by the same guy that did the um, that built the Eiffel Tower. Ooh, excuse me, y'all. And they shipped it to Guadeloupe in two pieces. And it's very distinctive and different from the houses here because it's actually made of like iron and tile, I think, as opposed to like wood and stuff like the houses that are already that are um, more prevalent out in on the island. So that was really cool. And it's actually a plantation and they just changed their hours. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a tour, but it's basically a um, it was like a hub for rum distribution in the area. So that was cool. And um, from there, we drove to um, rum distillery. And what was cool about that rum distillery is that it's um, 
it's like a self-guided tour. Like you don't, there's no guide. You just walk around like a really old distillery and it's pretty cool. So I'll upload some pictures from that at some point. Um, next we did historical site ruins of the old plantation. That was also closed, but my, uh, my couple, they were just like, there's actually an entrance that's taped off, but we could step over the tape. So we stepped over the tape. And we were able to explore that space on our own. And that's when Benjamin broke out his notes. And he was able to give me some information. And there are also, it's on the UNESCO, uh, I want to say like a slavery trail, if you will. And it has like a board that's got some information. Thankfully, that is in French, Creole, and English. Excuse me. So that was very helpful because it's at the distillery everything was in French. Um, so I was just able to look at the pictures and, um, you know, Benjamin and Katya did as good a job as they could, like explaining the way the distill, um, distillation process actually worked. So that was cool. Um, that aside, what else did we do? Um, yeah, the, um, that area was cool. We saw, where the slave quarters would have been. And then just there was an old, like the windmill essentially was the only thing that was there from uh, slavery, like when slavery was still there. And there's a really interesting history of slavery on the island where it was abolished, um, I don't know, say 17 something, right? But it's something, 17 something, 1796, I want to say, it was abolished. But then Napoleon was just like, nah, fuck that. Bring that shit back. And that was, I want to say, four, five, six, maybe 1802 or something like that. And there was a slave rebellion. And that was actually led by, I wrote it down, um... That was led by Louis Del Grey. Um, and he actually, according to Benjamin, was one of the like first people to kind of coin that term or the sentiment of live free or die himself, along with about 300 or so of two or 300 of his um, of his troops decided to blow themselves up. And in doing so, they also um, like blew up, killed a bunch of Napoleon's, um, what do you call it? Um, crew, like a bunch of his soldiers there as well. So he's very much so, um, highly revered on the Island. And there are a bunch of monuments and busts of him across the Island. Um, I think Benjamin said there's only about 400,000 people here or something like that. So, um, it's relatively small. I think he said it might, the island might be, now this is something you could just Google. It's maybe the size of half of Texas or something like that. I don't fucking know. But um, yeah, it's not huge. Um, so, <sighs> sorry y'all, yawn three. I gotta get this out today because Sha is leaving and he's not gonna be able to upload for me. So I would have preferred to have done this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but Listen, y'all gonna get this episode every week, all right? 
and I'm doing it. I'm doing it for y'all. Um, so after we left there, beautiful trees, we ended up going to um, slave market and slave prison. Now, that one was the the site that we went to. Trying to decide, is that a car or is that the ocean? Can y'all hear that? I'm hoping it's a car or something. That's pretty intense. That's a car, but I don't know what that other shit was. But, um, ooh, that was kind of creepy. Exciting. So the uh, slave prison was, so the slave market, it has like the stairs that you walk up and it has a placard on like each of the landings to commemorate many of the, I guess, people or the tribes that were, um, that were sold through the area. Um, and the port was further back. And the only thing about, now, mind you, that space, like the slave market was, a monument that was like one of the first monuments erected to commemorate slavery on the island. I don't think that it is essentially like any of those structures were actually there while the slaves were there. So that's something to make note of. Um, Additionally, however, that area was definitely very likely used as a market, though, because the ports were so nearby. So the actual structures that were there may not have been there since slavery, but the area in itself definitely did have um, a lot of slave trade passing through. So um, and that was what I read from the plaques that were erected. Also, after Napoleon said, now, fuck that slavery is coming back like it had been abolished basically for six years And then it came back into practice for like another 46 years, 40, 50 years, between 40 and 50 years or something like that before it was actually abolished um, finally. And then on top of that, they ended up after they abolished they tried to say some shit like, all right, so slavery is going to be over with two months from now. They was like, fuck that. There was going to be another uprising. They was like, "All all right, all right, chill. We got you. It's like immediate, like today, tomorrow kind of thing. So that was done. And like a slap in the fucking face, one of the last notes that they put on the placard was that the property owners were compensated for their loss in wages, like for the lost work that they were, since the slaves were no longer working, like the own, like the plantation owners were being compensated. Not let's compensate the slaves who were slaves, and hey, so y'all have been working for fucking free. No, no reparations. It was let's give these white folks monies because now you're short, you're slaves. Like that was, that made my stomach turn. Like I like it was tight. Like that hurt seeing that. Um, but then we went to the um, the slave prison. And 
I believe they, that um, it wasn't just slaves that were held in there, but, you know, just pirates or, you know, whomever else needed to be in jail at the time. Um, but y'all, it was like, there was an incredible, 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 incredulous tree. Like it was fucking huge. And just like the, the energy was cool. And I'm telling like I was saying to my host, like if I were a witch, I would be doing like, uh, shit there, like spells or, you know, rituals, all of all of that I'd be doing right there. Like, I'll post that picture. Like, those are going to be bomb pictures when I finally get them. Um, Katya got some really good shots for me. But those are going to be good pictures. Can't wait to send you those. Um, put up some videos so that you guys can get a view of just, like, just everything that I saw was just so, everything was in such ruin, you know? And it was really, like, the windmills are, like, the oldest structures so far that, I've been um, seeing or hearing about or I was told about on the island. And many of those were original from the time where slavery was still um, in effect. Um, So after all that, we went to the beach and y'all, a nigga surfed. Like, bitch, I was surfing, okay? Um, So not like Keanu Reeves, um, what is it? Point break surfing. Like I wasn't able to get on my feet, uh, quite yet, but apparently my abilities surpassed the average first timer. Like I'd never been on a surfboard before and I was able to, um, ride the wave on my knees. So that was cool. It's like basically doing burpees. It is one thing to do it on the floor. I could do burpees on the floor, but the, I, but like just getting your feet on the board, and right under you really quick is more difficult than I anticipated. But um, thank you, Benjamin and Katya, for the push, um, for coming with me in the water and really helping me get my sea legs. Um, I had a really, really fun time doing that. Um, And then we ended the night with um, yoga um, at sunset. Uh, Katya and I... um, those pictures came out really great. Benjamin took really good pictures. So, um, but yeah, it was just a really nice way to, you know, thank my body, thank the energy, thank the earth, like thank the stars and the, the moon and everything for, you know, a really great day. And to kind of stretch out after using muscles that I ain't spoke to in a while doing the surfing, like all the paddling and the arching and the popping up. Oh, oof, y'all, a thing. So um, while I was on the beach, I discovered, where are they? Oh my gosh. So the um, the internets are going to see this. These, um, what are they called? Dodo? But they're, um, they're fucking coconut cookies, y'all. These bad boys, oh my gosh, I love these things. And I don't even know how much they cost, but catch a through them in, the, in my up. Uh, oh, and afterwards, they took me to the grocery store. God bless them. Um, we had stopped for lunch also at this really cute um, restaurant not too far from the beach. And um, 
Benjamin was saying, oh, they're really interested in, like, when we were packing up to leave. They're so interested in you. Like, where are you from? Because I don't speak any French. So they did all the communicating for me. And um, it was like, oh, New York. Oh, oh, New York. Oh, it's cool. And it was just like, oh, I'm cool. And, um, you know, they were all, they were black people. It was a local business. So that was pretty fun. Um, but uh, mercy, just thank you. Um, are you saying merci beaucoup? Uh, I guess thank you very much. Um, but I had a really, really, really incredible day today. Um, tomorrow I'm excited to not have anything planned. Oh, when I first got here Monday, I walked down to a restaurant right off the beach and, um, had a really good drink and I got some kind of bread, chicken, cheese, and egg on some kind of bread. I don't know. The shit was pretty good. I got half of it sitting in the fridge, but, um, then I walked down just to like get a look at the beach. Pretty decent from what I could see. Might head out to the beach tomorrow. A bitch already got a little bit of a tan. Ew. Quite excited about that. Um, so I'm very much so enjoying a little bit of time that I've spent out here in Guadalupe. I'm excited to not have anything to do tomorrow. They have um, markets tomorrow, which I would love to go to. But it may be a bit of an adventure to try and find this market now town is maybe a 20 minute walk at the best from where I'm at but I'm like tucked away by the beach so it's like a left a right and then a left or a left and a left and a right or I don't know you understand like we were driving back in the dark and Benjamin made a couple of wrong turns so it's kind of like once I get to the main road I know how to get back to where I'm at but I don't know how to get out. So I will give it a try tomorrow, maybe when the light, you know, maybe midday I'll go out and, you know, test it, see if I'm able to figure it out. Um, So Wednesday is going to be a really relaxed day. Maybe just go to the beach, hang out, because apparently the market's at night. Um, Otherwise, I don't really have much of a reason to go into the city. I don't have service, so if I get lost, I do have Google Maps for this area downloaded for offline. My Wi-Fi here is great, so that's how you guys are going to get this uh, message. Um, But yeah, so the Wi-Fi in the house is great, but I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, with the with the offline map. That's like touch and go. What's really cool is that the kitchen here is on like a terrace. It's like a covered patio, so. you know, here, I'll lift. I don't know which video I'm going to use, but I've been sitting here on the couch. See, that's the kitchen. You guys can, I don't know if you can tell, that's my bathing suit on the table <laughs> drying. And that open is just open to outside. Um, but so that's to say, um, I'm cat sitting. So if you see pictures of me and cats, it's because I'm watching the neighbor's cats. Um you know, cat shit smells. At the, the, she's also got a litter box in here if they get caught in here after that. Because they slept in here last night because I know how to get them niggas out. And I was just ready for bed. So I left everything cracked so they could go out. And, of course, they stayed inside. And one pooped in the litter box. So I scooped it and threw it in the trash. And I'm waiting on her to text me back and let me know where I can throw the trash. Because 
fucking Christ, it smells terrible. Mind you, it's closed, so you only smell it when you open it. I silly ass threw something out, and so, yeah. But then I lit some sage, because I couldn't. And I'm just waiting on where the trash goes. But um, I'm excited for the rest of the week. Sad that I only have like three more days or so. I'm sad now, but I might be like ready to come home. Oh, it was really cool um, of Benjamin and Katya. They, I don't want to move the thing. They ended up giving me a jam, a jar of their favorite jam. And it's um, made here on the island and I think it's guava or something like that I don't know I just I'm so grateful that when for little gifts like you know thought of you kind of thing so that was really cool I've never had a um experience host you know give anything so this was really nice and the only sad part is is that it's 11 and a half ounces. So I don't think I'm going to be able to get this back home unless I check my bag. Now, mind you, my flight home is a direct flight. So it's only four hours. So I'm considering maybe checking the bag so I can bring it home. I don't know. I'll taste it. If I love it, love it, then I'll check it. If I don't, I'll probably selfishly dump all the jar, the jam out and keep the jar because maybe I can put something in the jar, right? I don't know, but I'm excited. I love gifts. Gifts are my love language. One of my love languages. Um, so yeah, it's 22-22 out here. I'm tired. My body is, I know, going to be aching tomorrow, uh, especially this back. My back is going to be killing me. Um, I had an incredible time. Thank you to Katya and Benjamin for being incredible hosts for my experience. Um, thank you for the ride and for going the extra mile and making sure that I, um, you know, got to the grocery store to stop at the, you know, gave me a minute to go to the ATM and just much gratitude. Um, so far, absolutely recommend Guadalupe. Um, the only thing is you got to drive out here or find a way to pay somebody to drive you around. Now, they've got a lot of roundabouts. I don't fucking understand roundabouts. I don't have any desire to learn roundabouts. Um, so, yeah, there's that on that. If that's your cup of tea and you're okay with roundabouts and shit, rent you a car. But I knew that I wasn't going to be driving every day. so it would, And it would have cost me about $300, which is more than I spent on this apartment. I have a duplex here. Um, which is more than I would have spent on the duplex. So yeah, take that with take that information with you. So definitely recommend Guadalupe. Um, if you're with other people, then y'all could split the cost of your rental. If not, if you don't plan on really like jumping here, there, and exploring and seeing everything. You may, you know, just want to spend a couple extra dollars to have your uh, tour guides drive you around. I was considering doing scuba diving tomorrow. I'm okay with this country not being the country where I scuba dive. It was really inexpensive. It was like $65 for an intro class, which I was really pleased with. I think that's an incredible fucking price. But I would have had to probably pay $80 to get to the destination and back. So that $60 
would have easily ran me upwards of 250 for the one day and it's it's not I don't I don't have the 250 and it's also just not really worth 250 whereas I could find someplace else and do it hopefully for a relatively near the same price or I go someplace else and if I do spend 250 on my scuba experience at that point at least it would be you know one of the things that I budget for on that trip as opposed to that 250 and then the other $200 that I spent on the other excursions. I ended up getting a coupon from Airbnb for my second excursion. So instead of 124, it only ran me um 97. So that was bomb. Um very happy about that. But all right, make sure to follow me on the Instagrams. Check out the um episode descriptions because Benjamin and Katya are sponsored by a really dope sunscreen company. And I meant to buy a bottle. I'm not a bottle, but like a tube from them. Katya and I, um, did like war. She had put like the sunscreen under her eyes. I'm like, Oh, you got your war paint on. We're going to go surfing. She's like, here, you want to try? I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. And so like I painted like, you know, a little mask around my eyes. And so we took really cute pictures like that. Um, and I am also excited to let you know that I have, um, oh, this mosquito trying to get me, even though I've got skin so soft and lemongrass on, they don't fucking respect me and the efforts, yo, fuck. But, um, I've got an affiliate code with, um, where did I get this swimsuit? Um, Matt collection. That's like my favorite go-to for swimsuits. Great quality. Um, thanks to Gabby of Paxlight for putting me on. She um, always gets asked about her swimsuit. So I used um, her link to go there, but um, should use either one of our links. Um, I'll have that in the uh, description box as well as the hopefully I'll get the information from Katya and put the information for the sunscreen in the description box. The shit is actually really soothing also because at the time I thought I was starting to think that I'd gotten a little burned on my arm and then I put the um the sunscreen on my face and I'm it like I could feel like it was like doing like a penetrating kind of moisture. It just felt good. Like it was like a, not a subtle tingling, if you will, but it just, it felt very soothing. And I liked that. That was, that was a nice effect. So, um, I could personally say that I would recommend the stuff. That was cool. Um, so, uh, follow me on Instagrams, um, travel and shit underscore at the end or underscore D carry, D-C-A-R-R-I-E and um, Travel and Shit is spelled just Travel and Shit with the letter I, no exclamation mark. Um, if you, again, would like to watch the visuals, it's really just me on my couch this week. Um, well, my Guadalupe couch. Um, or the YouTube. Watch the episode. I'm sorry, y'all. Or YouTube. And um, as always, the episode should be live on Thursday. Um, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the episode, got a little information on Guadalupe so that you can consider traveling out here. And also, so you understand, not every part of your experience is going to be fun. The commute of travel is trash, guys. 
But I promise, once you get past the commute, just keep reminding yourself that your experience is going to be worth it. And after I was just like, and as soon as I got adjusted to the commute, my mind immediately went to, my mind is just wired for stress, it seems sometimes. It's like once, I find that when I'm stressed, my mind gravitates towards more stress. It's more like that, you know, vibration, vibrate higher. That's why I always tell people vibrate higher. Because if you just find some, like find that wavelength you want to be on and just keep thinking that, And you'll keep giving, you know, I feel like the universe gives you more happiness and excitement and joy, gratitude right back your way. Because as soon as I kind of was just like, hmm, okay, so I'm traveling. All right, cool, whatever. As soon as I got used to, all right, maybe that's not so bad. I started, the closer I got to my destination, I started really starting to um, stress about, I'm not going to have Wi-Fi how much is this taxi going to be? Am I going to be able to find taxis to get me to the scuba diving, even though I changed my mind? Am I going to be able to, like, I just started automatic, like I shifted my worry from one thing. Once I was on like that last leg of the flight, I started just shifting to oh, now because initially I just wanted to get there. I just wanted to be in Guadalupe. I wanted to be here and be over, over the traveling, like the commuting part. And once I, you know, kind of got past that and realized, ooh, wait, oh, I still might be um, walking. I'm walking into a lot of unknowns. I don't know what is going to be waiting for me at the airport. What's this going to be? So, you know, all that to say, breathe in, breathe out. The commute is trash. Once you get past your fears, once you acclimate and touch down, you will be okay. The fears are okay. The stresses, the concerns, the frustrations, it is part of traveling, especially traveling solo. You don't have someone to bounce your ideas off, but you also don't have somebody else adding to your stress, fam. So I will say, if you haven't traveled solo, let this be a reminder that, you know what, maybe it's time to give it a shot. But once you get past the stress, there is a world of exploration and beauty that awaits you in any part of the world. So thanks for listening this week. Can't wait to speak to you guys again next week. I really do love doing this podcast, guys. If you have any particular questions, DM me, hit me up. Um, Talk to me. Let me know, you know, what all you've got travel-wise on your mind. And I will do my best to get those answers for you. All right, guys. Bye.